Yeah, this is Brother Marquise. And tonight, uh, it doesn't even matter whatever time you're listening to this. Um, but tonight, this is a concern of mine that people need to know about. And it's it's not it's not a good thing. But um, I wanted to share this with you because this this cannot be business as usual for this industry. Now, for those who know me, I have spent 20 years in the transportation industry and believe it or not, I've seen a lot and I've been through a lot and I I will be able to, I, I can attest to you right now that when it comes to your money, your money is all that you have. Your time and your money is all that you have when you are a truck driver. And when somebody comes and crosses that line, it is one of the most helpless, helplessly incredible feelings of just frustration that you could ever imagine. This story that I'm talking about um, goes like this. On Tuesday, a truck driver named Jeremy Spicer shot and killed his boss. It's 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 insane. He went to another trucking company and shot a 31 year old woman. Then he went to another trucking company looking for a particular person. The person was not there, so he ended up committing suicide. And the argument was over money, was over a load that he was supposed to get and take or a load that he took, but it was ultimately over money. Now, I don't know what else was in this man's mind, but being in the business for 20 years, I understand some of which he was going through. Now, we can talk about mental health, which this is a huge part of, but we're also talking about an industry that treats truck drivers specifically like bastard stepchildren, right? That's exactly how the industry treats you most of the time. This industry is unforgiving. Some of the people in this industry are just nasty. And the truck driver sometimes is the last one to get paid. And if you own your own truck, and I don't know if this guy does or if he had or not, but if you own your own truck, the truck gets paid before you do, depending on the situation. And it's it's a shame. This man shot two people and then killed himself. How bad did it get for him? What was he thinking to where he would go and turn the gun on people and himself? That is an an incredible story. That story hurts me because I've been in the industry for 20 years. And I understand anger. I understand frustration. And there are times when you feel like there are people laughing at you. Let me tell you one time. I was at the beach one time. 
and I think I, I think I may have been in between jobs or I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, we were, we were pretty much busted <laughs> and the seagulls, you know, the sounds that they make, it sounded like to me that they were laughing at me. They were mocking me. And I guess you can call that my sensitivity. They were mocking me. Nothing more frustrating than knowing you don't have any money after you've done all this work and now you got freaking everybody laughing at you. That's what it feels like, even though it may not even be true, but that's what it feels like. Let me, let me, let me, let me move this along. Let me tell you a story. Let me, let me tell you a story. Now, I have been in multiple situations to where the job did not pay. And somebody said, well, if you don't like the job, just move on to another one. Well, that does happen. And, um, you know, you keep moving till you find where you fit in, get in where you fit in. So we're going to go and lease a truck. A, a lease truck, just like buying a truck, a lease truck comes with its standardized payments. You're going to pay X amount of dollars a week for this truck. And so fine, let's just say we're going to set it at $1,200, just $1,000 a week for the truck. You work that truck all week long and you only get $100. You work the truck all, I'm talking six days. You work the truck six days and you only get $100. You work the truck the next week, $100. You work the truck the next week. Less than $100. Now, something is wrong. So you ask around to try to find freight that's actually paying a whole lot more. But for some reason, the rates that your company is giving you as a driver are so low, you cannot make a freaking dime. Oh, yeah. Every now and then a bone is thrown your way so it make you feel like you're doing something. That's why you stuck around. But when it's all said and done, you are the one that's broke. Now, let me tell you, all of this money goes to the company for operations. Operations is where people have nine to five jobs. Your job as a truck driver, you are not in a nine to five. You are whenever to whenever and get it done. And get it done in a timely fashion. That's your job. So sometimes you can be out at ungodly times of day, ungodly times of night, and ungodly kind of weather trying to get it done. And when you don't bring home the bacon, you feel slighted as a man. You feel slighted as a woman if you're driving. You just feel slighted. And it's hard enough as it is dealing with the police, dealing with the driving public and the driving public don't give a rat's behind about you. Nobody cares. And let me tell you, some places don't want you to be too early. Some places you you can't be late. And when you're late, you got to you got to redo the appointment time. The appointment time may not be tomorrow. The appointment time might be next week. 
So you got to sit there and try to hope that somebody else gets in late so you can get in their slot. It's a mess. Truck drivers are treated like second, second, second-hand citizens. You take a load to the customer, the customer rejects the whole load. Now you got to find out what to do with that load. So you got to call your dispatcher and they it's a whole back thing. And sometimes they don't have a remedy. So now you're stuck with the load. You can't get off and you're going to have to find a remedy. And sometimes you can find it. Other times you just make a way, just dump that crap wherever you can, whoever you can dump it. But the frustration is real. The frustration is deep. A lot of times these drivers out here trying to make the money, the people in the office, they get to go home. They get to go home every day. Meanwhile, you are out here sleeping in a freaking truck. You know, it's it's three o'clock in the morning. You just laid down. You just shut your eyes good. And next thing you know, you hear somebody's knocking on your door. So you're trying to figure out who's doing a knocking. Could it be the police? Because sometimes, you know, you got to sometimes emergencies happen and you have to get up and you have to move your truck because the one next to you might be on fire. But more times than not, that's somebody that's going to ask you for money. (laughs) For money. Sometimes it is in exchange for sexual favors. Dude, I don't have time. Get away from my truck. Truck drivers may not even talk about that. They call them lot lizards. They will come and knock on your door, knock on everybody's door to see if they can service you. A driver can't get no freaking sleep because every freaking hour, somebody's knocking at your door. That's a part of the frustration. On top of not getting paid, on top of trying to get the next hustle you know, trying to get the next load on time on on, on top of that, trying to be where you're supposed to be on time. Listening to the people in the back office complain about their job, about how bad the coffee is. Well, you know what? As a driver who's putting money into that company by driving, you don't care what they are saying. You don't care if the coffee's bad because you are the one paying for them to have a job. They got paid, but you didn't, even though you're the one who did the work. That's because the 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 truck was so high, fuel is high, the rates are low, the rates are low, the rates are freaking low. And sometimes, depending on the company that you're driving for, you will get a what they call a backhaul rate, which means that all of the rates that you're going to get are low just to cover the fuel. I've done that. That's not pretty. Just to cover the fuel. So when when you're with this company and all you get is backhaul rates, you cannot make any money. So basically it becomes a racket because they know who's, every time you call somebody about a load, they know who you are. They look you up on a computer and it's almost like they set the rates based off of the of the company. So now you're pissed off. You ask for an advance, they'll get they'll get your advances, but the advance is only going to go so far, even though you got to support your family. They're going to cut that advance off sooner or later. What are you going to do when they cut it off? 
you're already complaining about you're not making any money and yet everybody's getting paid except for you. And then they come to cut your advance off. Well, we can't help you anymore, Mr. Washington. And I'm thinking, well, what do you mean you can't help me anymore? I'm out here humping it. You guys get to go home. I got a family to feed. Show me where I'm, show me how I am doing wrong. It's reflective in the rates. So they try to take a very passive, not my fault type of attitude, but in the back office, we understand that the freights were set based off of who the company was. How you like that? It's ridiculous, I know. It is ridiculous. So now, how pissed off are you going to be when the lights cut off at home? But you're working seven, six, seven days a week. You're working. But yet you don't have anything to show for it. There comes a time when you get tired of people talking. You really get tired of the talk. And now it's time to do something else because you're frustrated. You're, you're doing the best. You're doing 100 and 100 is not good enough. And yet people want to still talk smack and there's no remedy. Of course, you're going to be pissed off. You're going to be pissed off at the world. And then the management come in, they drive any fancy cars and you're looking like, well, daggone. It's frustrating. And yes, you do want to roll up and run. You want to drive the truck through the building. And don't let somebody get snappy with you because then you want to start busting caps. I've seen it. I've been there. I had to tell I had to tell a company one time, if you want your truck, you'll find it in the river because that's where I'm going to park it. Because they didn't pay me. After the things that I've done for them, they didn't pay me. I'm out here setting up their company because they're too um, ignorant to understand about what they need as a company. And I don't even know. I don't need I wanted to help them. Because I'm that kind of guy. I wanted to help because nobody should be ignorant. Nobody. So I wanted to help them. Surely they're going to pay me. Of, of, of course. I mean, I'm helping you. You help me. We call it even. Keep it moving. I set up the company. Let's go. Nope. They didn't pay me. I will tell you a thing or two about having friends and family. Your friends and family can sometimes be a double-edged sword. They'll cut going in and cut going out. They know where to hit you. But also, some of those friends, some of those families are the ones that will bless you immensely. I suggest everybody under the sound of my voice to find yourself one of those people that you can lean on. Whether it's your spouse, your mom, your cousin, aunt, uncle, friend, somebody just met somebody that you can lean on because the situation that happened with this brother who just went slam biscuits he probably didn't have a, a, a support chain he probably didn't have any support because when you run into a dead end there's nobody you can turn to that's a hard hard place to be in to where that's where you believe that it is only you period and because it's only you everybody who reaches you is attacking you that's what it feels like 
have you all ever been in a situation where it just felt like everybody is at odds with you? All you did was show up. All you did was try to do the right thing. For me, when I go to work, it is a labor of love, literally, because I love my family. And so when I'm out here trying to be honest, doing an honest day's work for an honest day's pay and suckers don't pay me, you want to talk about the knife? What is it? What did they say? The It's the slow knife that cuts the deepest. Yeah, it is one of the most painful situations that you could ever be in to where you're your mindset is honesty. Your mindset is, is golden. Your mindset is high. And yet people piss on you. I was saved by the words of my wife. And I'm going to tell you here in a minute. But I wanted to tell you that we need to lean on one another. Because... Even though we're by ourselves, nobody should ever be alone. And it can be hard out here, especially if you're a truck driver, because it's usually you solo, solo mio in the truck. One of the most difficult times that I had or or one of the most meaningful, disappointing times that I had, I was driving, coming out of Indianapolis, going to Kansas City and right around St. Louis area. I was talking to this guy, spoke to this guy, seemed like for four, probably since I got on the highway. He and I were just following each other, going I-70, going west. And he and I, we spoke for hours, it seems. And we bonded. And and it was late at night. And if anybody knows I-70 coming into St. Louis, there's a split going from 270, going to the north side of town, and 70 shoots you down south. Well, this guy, he was going south. I was going north. I was on my way to Kansas City, but it was the most difficult things probably that I've had to endure. And that was a quick dawn of a friendship only to have it snuffed out almost like two ships passing in the night. That man came into my orbit and he and I, we locked arms, arm in arm, only for time. And when it was time to go, we said our goodbyes. And I turned and looked. As the road split, he got further and further away from me. And it was the most I don't don't want to say depressing, but it was just the most, it was sad because I I lost, literally, I lost a friend just like that. I don't know how he felt. He he, he ain't no telling, but it was nice talking to him. It was really nice. And I still think about that man to this day. And it was 10 years ago. I've never seen the, I I know he was a white guy. You can hear it in his voice. He was a white guy. Not that that matters. But just the fact that we, we connected, we bonded even for a fleeting moment. It was worth it. But I, it was sad to see him go. 
But that stuff like that happens out here on the roadway. And it's 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 an insane lifestyle. It is not easy. You will find some of the best people out here. You would definitely find some of the worst people out here. A lot of times people are so edgy, they just want to fight. Why do they want to fight? Because in the in the grand scheme of things, because they, they're lost psychologically, emotionally, they're lost. And they just want human connection. And the only way they know how to do it is to cuss somebody out. Get a CB, listen. You hear these guys cussing each other out. And really, um, it's almost a sadness that you hear because they try to give you the energy just to hear you talk talk junk. You know? Just to talk junk. I'm going to tell you something. One time, uh, Brother Marquise was homeless at one time. Believe it or not. I was actually in in a men's shelter. And I'll tell you this story. I heard more sadness in the laughter of men than I have at any other time in my life. You could hear the sorrow in their laughter. And I say all that because with these truck drivers out here, there's a lot of sorrow because they're by themselves. They might have a dog. You know, a dog is great. But sometimes you just need a human connection. And that's all that these drivers need. So getting back to this gentleman who killed two people, then killed himself. Mental illness is real, y'all. But a lot of times, depending on who you talk to, um, sometimes all it takes is a hello just to change somebody's day. I want to encourage you guys to just communicate better to each other. Call, check on them. You know, check on me. You might get on my nerves, but ask me how, how I'm doing. At least then I know somebody gives a damn about Brother Marquise. And I'm sure this this guy here, he didn't have anybody in his corner. He didn't have anybody to talk him down. And so he got lost in the frustration. He got lost in his emotion. He got played by the devil to do that damning thing crazy that he did that but it happened it's it, it is you know prayers go out for the families and friends of those who got killed even for his friends and family because it's unbelievable but yet again I've been there I never killed anybody but did I want to maybe because there are certain times when things are just not fair being a truck driver things are totally not fair I I, you know I might have to make another podcast to to express exactly how bad it is I'll I'll say this now I'll I'll close when I was a CDL instructor uh, truck driver trainer I used to tell my class I I was the lead instructor so I had a classroom of people on, on a, they rotated in and out like two, uh, every, every three or four weeks. I think they rotated in, rotated out. I used to tell my students, I'm like, if you ever wanted to know what it's like to be a black man, 
Welcome to trucking. Some people were appalled that I said that, but it's true. Why? Why is that true? Because the police are always hawking you. They always up in your business. And and you, even though you didn't do anything, they're going to check you to make sure you didn't do anything. Right? There's a situation to where a truck driver got rear-ended by a drunk driver. You probably heard me tell this, tell this story before. Truck driver get rear-ended by a drunk driver. Guess what? The man driving the truck got a ticket. Why? Because anytime you get into an accident, one of these big trucks, depending on the severity of the accident, you're going to get audited. Well, this man was audited. And according to his, his log book, he was 15 minutes out of place. So if he was where he was supposed to be, according to his log, the accident would not have taken place. So he got a ticket for the logbook violation. How you like that? That's how bad it is. They're looking. And if they don't find nothing, they're going to find a way to find something. They will nitpick you to death. So you've got to make sure. And let me say this clearly. When you are a truck driver. And I told my students that if you want to be a truck driver, this is what it's like to be black. <laughs> but I, but if you want to be a truck driver, dot your eyes, cross your T's, check them twice. Because when you get pulled over, you're going to pay big money because these trucks ain't nothing to play with. I got a $500 fine for not having a mud flap on my tractor. A $500 fine and they put me out of service and I had to get an escort to get the mud flap back on my truck. Somebody stole it, I think. The mud flap cost me a chunk of change. I think I ended up spending about $700 altogether for one mud flap. Had I known, I would have hung my drawers out there like a mud flap. My drawers is probably big enough. It might have, might have worked. But that's how they get you. The knickknack, little stuff. And and don't let it be a big thing because if you got something major, they gonna they gonna dissect that like a one of them high school frogs. You you know how you used to do. And you are gonna get all the fines and penalties. But I wanted to tell you something about what happened to me and basically something that my wife told me that kind of brought me back from the danger zone of acting uh, completely foolish and out of control. She told me, when you go to jail, I'm not coming to visit you. (laughs) So that was my moment of clarity. Number one, I'm not really one to go to jail. That's a big nay-nay. We're not doing that. But if I do, uh, my wife ain't coming. I, and I don't really blame her. I don't even think I would want to see my wife if I'm locked up in jail. That's a hard thing. It's like, I want to get out. You know what I'm saying? But you can't because you did something stupid. Don't be that guy, y'all. Don't be that guy. But yeah, that's how you... <laughs> it was easy to straighten Marquise up the threat of jail and wife's like, I ain't come to see you. So I'm I'm good. I'm good. But the pain was real y'all. And like this gentleman here, 
the pain was real. And you can't, when it comes to the matters of money, we don't know that man's situation. And I'm not saying he's right, but I certainly understand. Because I, like many of others out here that are driving the highways and byways, there are times when we get the boot up the rear end and we're just told, well, just stand there. You're going to like it because here comes another one. And we have to weather the storm. I've been in the game for 20 years. I think I've weathered enough. That's why I went to real estate. <laughs> and that's why I'm going back into real estate because I'm done. Because sometimes in trucking, it is, uh, like I said earlier, it can be very unforgiving. So when you see a truck driver, understand that he may not have spoken to anybody in about a week, a few days, shaking anybody's hand, giving somebody a hug, touch deprivation, you know, smile deprivation, a good word deprivation, a kind gesture deprivation. Sometimes a kind word can take you a long way. So when you are out here, regardless of anybody's situation, you don't know what people are going through. I encourage you to smile a bit more, to be a bit more gracious, to show a bit more gratitude for people doing what they do. You know, to the Uber driver, to the pizza guy, to the lady sweeping the floor. Leave a tip for the people doing the, the tough jobs that nobody else wants to do. Leave a tip for those people. Don't be nasty. Help them out when you can. My mama used to tell me, leave a place better than where you, when you found it. That doesn't necessarily mean places. That also could mean people. Leave people better than when you found them. That's the story. This is Brother Marquise, flyingbackradio.com.